Welcome to Champagne Confidence. We all know that drunk girl on champagne, right? She's confident in herself, her manner, her desires. She's full of love for herself. She knows what she wants and she doesn't give a fuck what people think. What if you could be that confident girl all the time without being drunk on champagne? Imagine being that confident sober. I'm here to tell you it's possible, but you've got to do the work. Imagine loving your body, having sex with the lights on, wearing a bikini, slaying your business goals without the self-doubt, being the kick-ass human you're supposed to be. You can have that confidence. Think of this as your weekly Sunday session. You'll no longer have to pop bottles to find that confidence or deal with your anxiety. It's hosted by me, Heidi Anderson, your ultimate hype queen, self-love and business coach. This podcast isn't about you getting sober. It's about you unleashing that inner champagne confidence. Welcome to Champagne Confidence. Girl. All right. Yeah, well, I'm going to take the shirt off then. Take it off, Rose. Woo! How many times have we taken? Oh, yes. How many times have we taken our clothes off together now? I feel like it's unnatural to have clothes on when I'm with you or or around you now. <laughs> oh, my God. Me too. And I think that we're sitting here and you know what? I'm just rolling with this. I was going to welcome you, but this is how we're starting the podcast. This is how we roll. You, I love yeah, that. You getting your clothes off literally in the first few seconds. And like I said, us doing it together, not doing it like that, but um, uh, yeah. <laughs> look, if I was going for batting for the same team, like you would be up there, you'd, you know. I- I feel like I'm Thank you. Well, so we're sitting here. I'm in my red bikini. Uh, you are in an awesome cheetah set. Oh my god! Woo! I love watching the evolution of Rose Oats. So, from someone from the outside, and I know we only see one side because I'm seeing you through the Instagram lens. Yeah, I know you because we've been to events together. You came to my very first Shed Your Shit event post Heidi Anderson leaving radio, which was my first time putting myself out there with this brand that I was creating in this movement. And you were there and I didn't really know who you were and we connected and we had photos. And then from then we've just been at events together. We've taken our clothes off together. You've walked through the shopping centre in your bra and undies with me. And I thought I, I have to have you on as my my very first guest in the <laughs> podcast. You have been around. So can you, like, I feel like I'm going to get to know you in a totally different way so much. Okay. So for people to get to know you straight away, how would you sum yourself up uh, in 30 seconds or less? <laughs> no fucking pressure. Look, in 30 seconds, I'd have to say, look, I'm pretty goofy. I'm raw. I do wear my heart on my sleeve, which I used to think was like such a bad thing. Um, but now I know it's like one of my superpowers. So I'm not going to talk shit. I won't probably sugarcoat it. And look, I have gone through a big journey through with body image, um, which I do share the ups and downs. If you don't know me, I do have four kids. I own a business. I now content create, so it's become part of my job. Um, I'm an ex-personal. I'm not, I still am a qualified personal trainer. So there's a lot of elements to me, but me and myself, I think there's just a rawness and I want to help people. I hate seeing the pain that I went through for nothing and I see it as how can I show people 
how to just love themselves even a little bit, how to, how to start, how yeah. do we start? So hopefully that gives something. I love it. And so where can people stalk you? We'll chuck it in show notes as well, but just so that they can get around you and you can tag Rose and I uh, from listening to this podcast episode, because I know you are going to feel inspired. You're going to feel fucking pumped. You're going to be hyped. You're also going to maybe feel like, oh my God, I am that same girl is me, you know? So um, where can people find you? Um, I am on Instagram. So under Rose Oats. So it's Oats with an E-S at the end, underscore. And I have my own blog, sorry, justyaveragerose.com.ie. Oh, just your average rose. And I mean, she's not fucking average at all. When you meet this chick, she blows you away. And that's what I love in person as well. So let's talk about, you know, the the moment that we met. Because like I said, it was at the Shed Your Shit event. What made you come to that very first Shed Your Shit event? Now, for those who don't know what the Shed Your Shit event is, it was me basically like having a, you, you come along. Well, actually, you describe it, Rose. I want to hear what it, it was okay. from your perspective. So I saw it pop up and I went, you know what? I need something to break out of this little rut that I'm in. And I was going to the gym with a girlfriend. She was she was about, she's 42, my friend Liz. And she was like, I've never wore a bikini. I've, I've had this string bikini in my cupboard for ages. And I went, you know, I'm taking Liz and we're going and we are going to shed our shit. We're just going to let go of something. I really didn't know 100% what I was going to get out of it. Um, but it was so, it was intimate. It was heartfelt. Um, there was a lot of soul searching. And realistically, we rocked up and with a group of strangers. Some came completely on their own. I think we were all nervous um I don't know what it was about the nerves it's like taking a bikini it was something about taking your clothes off in a group of strangers it was almost like I'm gonna say shed your shit it's like you shed something away you it takes away what you think someone is their clothing almost gives you a perception you put a stereotype um you don't even realize you're doing it automatically you're putting this stereotype to it but all of a sudden we all took our clothes off and it's just us. That's it. That's just who we are. And it was, there was, there was crying. There was laughter. There were hugs. I still talk to some of these women to this day. Oh. Like I've still connected to some of these, like these beautiful women that, that came um, because that's how intimate it actually got. At the time I was like, I had lost my identity. I'd always put my identity in the form of my career, my job, Rose, the personal trainer, Rose, the corporate you know, doing the best. She's the best at her job. And yep. um, all of a sudden I've had Octavia. My body was changed for the third time. And I was like, God, I've had a 10-year gap. I finally was comfortable and boom, we're back to postpartum. I'd gone on maternity leave from everything for the first time in my whole career. And I was like, who is Rose without any labels? Who the fuck am I? <laughs> yeah. Like it's so powerful for you to say that. And I think we don't talk about this enough as women, as, you know, who have that identity shift when we do have our babies because I didn't know what I was going to expect as well. So I was going through exactly the same thing. You know, I thought I was going to go back to work and be, you know, on breakfast radio, hubby was had quit his job and then I changed as a person. And still today I'm changing as well as like a mum of yeah. a two and a half year old. Like that identity has come up again. Like now I've associated myself with my coaching program and this and that. So 
So it's a constant, like we're evolving constantly, but I think when you have a child and men go through this as well, but it's just so different for them because they physically don't necessarily go through it. You know, they definitely go through it personally, mentally and emotionally, but we do physically. So talk to me a little bit about that. I think, um, oh, that is, it is, it's powerful. There is such a shift. And I think even if it's not postpartum for the women that aren't having babies out there, even if you've had like a life change, so like a body moment, your body's completely changed and all of a sudden you're like, who's this now? Who is she now? So for me, I think after the first, after my first two daughters, postpartum was very different. It was, it was dark. I was mean to myself and I put a massive, massive pressure on myself to bounce back and that I did. Uh, but not kindly. Like my day was consumed with look after the kids, go to work, prep your meals, count your calories and do 10,000 steps and eat this. It was just draining. But I think obviously I was I was actually younger then. So it's taken, so having these, I've got two, for anyone that doesn't know, I've got two kids that are older, so 13, 11. And then I've got Octavia, two and a half, and a back-to-back one. She's going to be one in a couple of days. Oh, like, my God, I can't believe that because we'll talk about their shopping centre moment, but you were pregnant. You were just pregnant when we walked through yeah. the shopping centre. So it was about a year ago. <gasps> so I got that gap. So I was older with the last two. So after Octavia's postpartum, the shift in my mind was like, oh, my God, I've got to do this again. My body's changed again. And I think also with ageing as well, your body changes. Yeah. Um, like the structure of it, how you're, where you hold weight and things like that. And it was how do I want to do this differently this time? It was I was, I was starting to fall back into the old habits. I've got really dark, disordered past of eating Um, and excessive exercise, although I love it, it became punishment. Yeah. And I thought I just don't want to go down this path again because now I'm setting an example to my two older girls and potentially kids just look at everything. So um, I think I started just looking at it, which is weird. I actually stood in the mirror and really had a look at my body probably for the first time after I did postpartum and really like, looked at it and I, I document I documented it on my socials at the time I was like just doing it really for me a bit cathartic so to speak but it did help I think the more I looked at it and the more I accepted that my body just created life and I know that's easy to say yeah oh yeah it's amazing and sometimes I think you probably relate oh my god my body's so amazing it actually made a person it made a physical human being <laughs> But then you look at it and go, I don't care. I just want to be hot and skinny. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like, where did that thought come from? Yeah. And why is that a thing? Like, why is that? Why is hot and skinny? Why is that the particular look that I'm looking for? Why does that determine my worth? Mm. Why is that determining my worth? And, And where did I get the idea that I'm only good enough if I'm skinny, that people only look at me and, you know, will accept me better or if I'm thin, um, it's a really, it's something society's definitely um, implanted into us. Uh, and I think it, it is very much still here. It's still very much something that uh, people associate being small, being thin, being fit looking, and I'll put that in quotation marks, with some sort of success 
or health, which really annoys me because health shouldn't be, it isn't a look. Yeah, exactly. It's a hundred percent. So, so I would love to know, how did you start to make those changes? Cause it was years apart, you know, and like yeah. you, said, you started documenting and stuff, but for people listening, they might be like, Fuck, yeah, that's me. I'm putting all this pressure on myself right now, whether I've had a baby or not, I've fucking beat myself up all the time. I'm weighing myself every single day. I'm punishing myself at the gym. If I eat a Big Mac, if I do all this yeah. stuff. So how did you start to make the changes and what was your inspiration? Okay. So inspo was obviously a mixture of my kids. Yeah. And um, I actually love motivating people because being that PT, I used to hear the people speaking like me, speaking the body issues, and I was like, I never want them to feel like that. I never want them to feel the pain that I'm actually internally going through. So I was projecting this amazing motivator who's like, love yourself, you're hot, show your arms, doesn't matter, as long as you're moving, was my motivating looks on the ways I'm motivated. And I went, Rose, you need to actually be the example because I was leaving that job and going, I hate, but I hate everything that I'm, I'm like, I'm not practising what I'm preaching. And I think after Octavia, I had already decided to make a change because I felt very lost. And kid you not, one of the first things I did do was go to shed your shit. I, we did the meditation, we jumped in the water and we were speaking and having these really deep conversations with strangers essentially. And it did definitely change me. And I went, you know what, there's so many of us all different shapes, all different sizes, and we all feel the same. Mm. And it's not, that's one of the things I did is just, I went out of my comfort zone. So if going to shed your shit, it was a step forward in out of my comfort zone. Like I was like, you, I went pretty much, me and my friend went by ourselves and it was liberating. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do more stuff like that. So I started to compliment myself one thing a day because I was the person that abused myself in the mirror so much that I used to just get dressed, do my makeup, but not look so that I wouldn't have to be mean to myself. Mm. So I would start with one compliment. Uh, (laughs) Sounds silly. And I think I've told you this before. I started complimenting my ears. Yes. I remember you talking about this in your speech recently. I could not think of one thing that I liked about myself. And I was like, you know what? You need to find something today. You need to stop this. And I went, I really like my ears. They're cute. And then I went, okay, that's it. I'm done. And then, you know, the next day I'd go, oh God, I'd like grab my stomach or something. And I'm like, but you know what? Your hair's, you've got great hair. You've got, and I do, I've got great hair. Uh, you do. Just, it looks great. Great, cute ears and great hair. And it started It started with that. And even on my worst days, if I couldn't physically find something to compliment, I would find something in my personality that I liked. And I always say practice makes permanent because if you practice something, you will be perfect at it. But if you practice it, if you practice being mean to yourself, you're going to be perfect at being mean to yourself. Mm, so yeah. I practiced giving myself a compliment and it became a habit. So I'm not saying every morning I get up and go, oh, Rose, you fucking hot bitch. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you know, every day is not like that. Yes. But some days I'm like, you know what? I'm like, but yeah, love this cute outfit today or love that, you know, I'm seeing, you know, a change and I've done really well. I've exercised this week and I feel good. I did it for the love instead of the hate. Yeah. Um, 
that was another thing I had to change, uh, my punishment. So I was punishing myself with exercise, and I know a lot of us do. Some people hate the gym, but they'll go to the gym to start this self-love journey because they need to lose weight apparently to lose, to be loved, to love yourself, yeah. which is absolutely not the case. So what I did is I started going to the gym because I loved going and I did the things that I loved doing. So I think, you know, sometimes I didn't want to go for a run, but back in the day I would force it yeah. because you need to go for a run because it's high intensity and you're going to burn this amount of calories. But mentally that was teaching myself, you don't love yourself enough to respect that that's something you don't even enjoy. Mm. And it was more about the, it was, it's also so much about your mindset as well as your body. So yeah, that's what I was going to say. So much of what you're saying is it's, it's mindset, right? And this is the thing that we don't, we've not been taught. We're yeah. not really, as women and as adults now who like, you know, we've like, we're both have been on a self-love journey. We've found podcast books, this people preaching this, but we're not taught that from a young age, how no. powerful our minds are, how we can work with that. You know, even in the, when you were a personal trainer, you probably didn't even realize the power of the, the mind and what you were, you know, motivating and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it, it's so fucking mindset and this is what we don't realise and we give it so much power for that negative side and we're like, oh, this We're this, giving it our power, yep. That we yep. don't think like, oh, well, then if I can be that fucking negative, well, you can be that positive as well, like, you know, and yep. make change. It's an equilibrium. Like in the world there's balance. So if you can be that mean, you absolutely can be that nice. And yes. it's the same with the exercise thing. I went, you know what, I don't want to run today, but I love walking. I actually love walking. I love nature. I love the, the breeze. I love the feeling. I love that it is moving my body. So I was, I changed that. I went, you know what, love doing weights. So I'm going to do weights. I'm not going to go and do a hit class. I'm not going to do spin because I hate spin. And mindset-wise, that's just teaching yourself, oh, well, be mean to yourself in the form of exercise. You know, what the hell? So yeah. they're just they're the smallest, most cliche things that I started doing but practising to do them regularly. And I think as well I went on social media and I did a massive cull of all these yes. fitspo of all the people that I felt were really toxic, not that they are toxic, but toxic to me. Mm, yeah. So to be honest with you, everyone's got their own version of a toxic person yeah. and what it does to your mind. They might be the most beautiful human being. It might be me. You might listen to me and go, I don't, she annoys the crap out of me and she makes me feel insecure for any reason. I don't know. Unfollow me. Yes. Because that is your toxicity. Like, so I went and unfollowed all these people that I was just looking at every day going, oh, why can't I look like her? Or why is she so amazing? And it wasn't jealousy. It was just me constantly taking in social media because if we're on our phones five five hours a day, yeah. and trust me, it's scarily easy to be on social media that long. Yeah. Um, they say you're the, you know, the combined amount of people that you spend the most time with. They say, oh, you know, the five people you spend the most time with is what you become. But that's changed. We're now consuming at least five hours a day of social media. So we're consuming in all these other outside influences and that's taking its toll too. So I went and bloody did a huge cull and started fresh. So, I mean, they're the easiest steps, but I think they're the best way to start. 
And the thing is, they're so fucking simple. I started very similar stuff, like my very similar and it's worked. So those would be our top tips for you today if that's the headspace that you're in. Your confidence challenge today is to unfollow anyone on social media who makes you feel less than. Now, it's not going to be their problem that you're feeling less than, but if it's bringing out your inner mean gal or guy, I want you to unfollow them today or mute them. If you're comparing yourself and you're letting that inner bitch go wild in your head, it's time to press the mute button or unfollow. I would love to know, Rose, um, what do you, like, what did you read? Do you have a book recommendation? Um, What was like, because, you know, from our self-love journey, there's so much free resources. This podcast, Mm -hmm. for example, you know, there's so many resources that you can make those 1% changes that um, Rose is talking about every single day, which will be 365% by the end of the year. And books, podcasts, um, you know, going to events, workshops. There's so many free ones, including free shed your shit and all that kind of stuff. Like give us a, I'd love a book recommendation that was a game changer for you. And then I would love a podcast. I mean, obviously it's going to be this one in time in the future for many people, but were there any, oh, and even maybe someone you followed on social media as well? Oh, well, that is hard because um, no I haven't had a lot of time to read. Uh- Oh, well, that's okay. Like, I mean, you know, for me, I'll, I'll give one for me. I gave it the other week, like was yeah. Mel Robbins high five habit. Absolute game changer. Yeah. Um, Mel, um, Melissa Ambrosini, mean girl. I remember that. Oh, I do have that one. It's actually in my cupboard right now. Cause it was just really starting to understand the voice in my head then was what she really made me start to understand. And you spoke into yeah. this a lot, this mean girl thing. So yeah. Oh yeah. I do have that book. That is good actually. Um, the reason I say I haven't had a lot of time to read, I actually love to read. Just haven't had a lot of time with the four kids. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's me going like, fuck, you got time, girl. (laughs) Honestly, I'm crashing out at the end of the night these these days. It has been a year, a hectic year. I would say, yes, I like Mean Girls. I also enjoyed um, Mark Manson's um, How Not to Give a Fuck. Is it How Not to Give a Fuck? Yeah, um, I've got it up there, actually. It's on one of my shelves up there. It is. It's cleverly written. In the sense of, um, you know, it's very sweary, but I'm all about that life. But it also, it, it, it changed my perception of fucks, if I could go there. Yes. Um, so it was like, your fucks are precious. Sorry, guys, if this is a non-swear podcast. Oh, my oh my God, Rose, are you fucking serious? It's me. Hello, who, who has a program called Memorable as Fuck Marketing and a movement called Shed Your Shit. I think that you're okay. Okay, okay feel safe, safe space. So... <laughs> It was what got me and I've taken away this moment and I think it's like something I could share with you even if you don't read the book is that, you know, we say I don't give a fuck, I don't give a fuck, but your fucks are precious. Mm. So I was like, whoa, that's powerful. And I took that away in the sense of I'm going to give a fuck about my family. Yes. I'm going to give a fuck about my friends. I'm going to give a fuck about my relationships. I'm going to give a fuck about my kids and I'm going to give a fuck about joy in my life. So if I want to give away one of those fucks, it has to mean a lot. Yes. And you know what I mean? So I think it's more about which fucks are worth it. 
Yeah. So 100%. Don't give it to the stranger on the beach. Yeah. You're going to wear your bikini. Don't give that fuck away, like a free fuck away to them because it doesn't matter. You're never going to see them again. So wear the fucking bikini. And most of the time they'd be in their head thinking, oh, my God, what does she think about me? Oh, my God. Like they're thinking, you know, the same thing. So, yeah, I love that. That's exactly right. So I have never looked at someone on the beach and given away one of my fucks. Yeah. I have never looked at another person on the beach in a bikini, big, small, in between, and gone, ew, they shouldn't be wearing that, never. And honestly, how many times has really most of us, and even if they have in a passing thought, it's been two seconds and you're out. They'll never think of you again. Um, so definitely enjoyed Mike Manson's How Not to Give a Fuck. I also like Lisa Messenger's um, little quote. I can't even remember what it's called. She's got a heap of books that just have like quick quotes. Yeah. And because I don't have a lot of time, sometimes I honestly just flick the pages and whatever it pops up on, I go, oh, that's, I just needed that little positive affirmation today. Podcasts. I have been listening to Seth Gorton um, yes. around business. I yep. love Brianna from Miss Mindset. Yes, all my uh, friends. I love that. Yeah, she love those recommendations. Incredible. Um, and I've just sort of gotten into the podcast space where I've like started listening to it while I do some exercise or I've got a second to myself, which to be honest with you, that's why it's hard because I don't have a lot. But what I do, it's not a book, but a suggestion. Yeah. That's there. So she's just currently, for those who are listening to the podcast, she's just gone and got a photo of herself as a little. I mean, this is this is me. Um, baby, what you've got? Describe this yourself. is a baby Rose um, who sits on the back of my desk. So when I'm on a podcast or I'm on a meeting, I can see her in the background. So it's five year old Rose, big curly hair, um, probably the most truthful version of who I am, not who I was. It, who who you are as that kid is really who you are, and I feel her coming back. Mm. But I popped her up on your desk, and I could rec- not recommend this enough, is grab a baby photo of yourself, grab the cutest, sassiest photo of you where you felt free, and put it somewhere you can see every day. Mm. Because, yes. honest to God, would you speak to that gorgeous little sass pants? Would you speak to your kid at that age? Would you would not speak to that person, that little baby Rose or that little baby whoever, that little baby Heidi, like you would adult Rose. Like I would never say the things. I would only be encouraging her to live her her best life, her best dreams. I would look at baby Rose and say, you know what, you are going to go through a fucking lot of shit, Rose. You are going to go through some of the hardest, most disgusting times in in life and you're going to be okay. And you're not even going to regret it. So, like, even in the hardest moments of my life, I actually live it again. I say that to people and they go, oh, and I go, yeah, I would. I would I would live those dark moments again to be who I am today. Oh, my God. So get those photos out. I cannot tell you how much I accidentally see my photo and stop doing mean things to myself. I love that so much. And just you saying that hit me in the feels because 
I know just going back to that young Heidi, you know, she actually was confident as fuck. And I remember, and they always said when I was younger, I was going to be special. I didn't care what people thought. I was this bubbly, outrageous, exactly who I'm starting to. That makes complete sense to me. I cannot wait to see a photo of you as a baby. I've already decided when you were saying that, I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait. It's like, I'm wearing hot pants, like, you know, little bike pants. Yeah. Tiny little crop top. I've got my auntie's wig on and I've got these big aviator sunglasses. And I'm standing there posing with this tiny, tiny little beer gut. Like, obviously. Was it not the cutest beer gut you've ever seen? No, that's what I mean. And that's what I was like. How is this not just as cute? Yes. I mean, your beautiful belly. And that's what I love. I love that you're sharing that with the world. Now, I did want to talk to you before. you know, you, you you head off to your family and your influencer life and your business because you're a very busy lady, so I appreciate your time. But I, I think that's going to be one of the most powerful points in this podcast and for so many people. I know they'll have so many takeaways and I absolutely love you, but I would love for you to share the when we walked through the shopping centre in our bra, bra and undies. So for me, someone who'd started to get comfortable in her in her bra and undies and in her swimwear down at the beach, getting photos by doing Shed Your Shit events and exposing myself, you know, through exposure therapy. I was trying to sell a love, a self-love workshop and so many people around Perth are doing it. And I was like, well, how am I going to be uncomfortable? If I'm trying to get other people to come to my event, what am yeah. I going to do that makes me uncomfortable? So that's kind of how the walking through the shopping center to have a photo shoot came about. It yeah. ended up going viral online. We fucking had the best time of our lives. And it literally for me was a game changing moment for me because I never thought that I would walk through a shopping center in my bra and undies, <laughs> cheering, shed your shit, getting a fucking photo, like filming videos with people cheering and crying and all this crazy stuff. It literally changed my my world, but I had this posse with me. I had these women that you are one of them who believed in what I was standing for, who was stepping outside their comfort zone. So I like when you women, I think there was eight of us, including me or seven of us, including me, you said that you would come along just changed my world because you supported me in what was an outside you know, stepping outside my comfort zone kind of thing. And like so many things came from that. Like I was on SBS with my, you know, the documentary with my movement yeah. with a flash body positivity flash mob, which had over a hundred people in thousands of people of crowd. Amazing. Yeah. So like, there's so much to say about it. There's so many great opportunities that came and people's lives actually changed from this moment. Yeah. Tell me it from your perspective. Oh, the walking through the shopping center, mate. I remember going, yeah, yeah, I'll come, <laughs> and thinking, oh, my God. I, was, I didn't really, like, connect what I was actually going to do. I was like, you're going to walk through a shopping centre in your underwear <laughs> with people. I'm like with everyday shoppers and just people going to be like, what is this? <laughs> and I do remember feeling like we went into this room um, at the – Centre management was where we could undress, leave our stuff, and I literally started to feel a bit nauseated. <laughs> well, I was getting, I was pregnant. I was early, preg, early, yeah, pregnant. I had only, I think I only had told, like, um, I don't think I told anyone. Well, but I, I didn't feeling, know. I didn't know until no. after. I think you told Taylor, who was working yeah. at the time, because she was pregnant as well. 
So I started getting a little bit nervous. I was like, I've got this like bloated belly. And I started thinking all those like negative thoughts started flooding through a little bit. And I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that, but it was happening. And, but we walked out and, you know, you're going to give, people just looked, it was such a statement. Um, and I'd already become a little bit more confident since the first chediership. And we walked out and there was, all the women were slightly different heights, shapes, sizes, different stories. A lot of these women had such powerful stories and it almost inspired me in itself. The fact I knew that you were nervous, it was like your vulnerability again. It's the vulnerability. It's the truth, you know, just being truthful in yourself and going, yep, I'm on radio. I am publicly speaking all the time, but I am a bit nervous. I'm going through the shops in my jocks and we're going to do this. <laughs> and you were like, you were our hype girl. But, um, yeah, we started walking through. And the more, once we were in there, it just went away. I kid you not. It felt you might normal. Say you, you can't, yeah, it felt normal. You forgot for, after a while, after five minutes, you literally forgot that you weren't wearing clothes. Like you didn't, but you did. Like you knew because other people were looking and cheering and clapping, but in yourself it just felt fine. Mm. And, again, you do shed away. There's something powerful about being without clothes. I kid you not. People say, I could never do that. And I challenge you, you could. And when we did it, it was breaking stigma. It was people were coming out of their shop fronts, Heidi, like you know, and they were clapping and going, I needed to see this today. I look like you. Like it's normal to look like this. And we were shaking booties and titties were like my, I was breastfeeding, there was probably milk, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but no one, and I mean, quite surprisingly, it was the older generations that were really embracing us. And for me, that was so powerful. It showed me how much pain body image and like the stigma of our of bare skin and bodies how much it affects how much it affects every generation coming down to us it was liberating it was truly liberating um and then seeing that gorgeous older lady she's maggie maggie yeah oh maggie okay so maggie I don't know how old Maggie was, what, like 70s? I would have said 70s. And, yeah, it was incredible she to feel off. her. Yeah. In her underwear, impromptu, I started crying. Like I said, I, I have no words other than it was very freeing for me. Yes. And I believe everybody else. And, again, there's something about taking your clothes off and being vulnerable that actually just takes away all, in a, like, people don't look at you for who they think you are. You're all the same. We are all the same. Oh, my God, 100%. And I think it's like it's something that I've been doing for years, which is exposure therapy. You put yourself out there. You Amazing. can take layers of those, you know, the shit that you've carried around with you forever off in like one of those moments. So, yes, you're taking your clothes off, but like we said, you're physically shedding layers of shit. And I remember someone came up to us and was like, what are you ladies protesting? And I was thinking like, we're not fucking protesting anything. And then afterwards I was like, no, actually we are. We're saying yep. applause to beauty standards and society's yes. expectations. And we're saying, this is me. And I know that you feel the same way about yourself, that I'm not good enough. I'm too big. I'm too small. I've got dimple, dimples all over my bum. I've got, you know, tiger stripes, all those things. And in that moment, 
we made other people exactly like you said, realize and go like, fuck yeah, we've been fed bullshit lies our entire yeah. life and you ladies are taking your fucking power back. I'll share a link uh, in the show notes so that people can yeah. see and feel because this video was so fucking powerful and like that wasn't even what I was going in there to create content. It was more just for me to step outside my comfort zone, get some photos to promote my event, which sold out in three days, by the way. Um, <laughs> but it, it like changed my life and yeah. you know, that video is now something that I I teach other people to use in their market like how they can yeah. use you know these things in their marketing and stuff like that but it changed all of our lives that day and that is why I wanted to get you here because I know oh. um just even seeing Tave's little face in the video like she's our future you know yeah. and Logan who's in the video as well who came with us who was being pushed by his mom you know like that they're our future and we did that for them we did it for ourselves and we yep. did it for them for our kids they can look back on that one day and go you know what this was maybe the start of you know a different way to look at people as a whole like we need to stop seeing them as just a physical and i think that in itself will help people with body image itself like body image is actually like you said mindset why are we so abusive to our, our bodies? Because we've got to fix the mind and step out of the comfort zone. It's always about that comfort zone. Now, that was a fucking big comfort zone to step out of, <laughs> but it was one of the most life-changing. Yeah, 100%. And, Rose, like I said, I, I was so excited about getting you on because uh, you are changing the narrative through your social media. You are changing the narrative through what you are showing your, you know, your beautiful girls, like as they go through and like try and navigate the world as it is. I couldn't have done this episode without you. I was like, you know, I want to, I want people to know who you are. I want to share you with the world because you are one of the change makers and you are, you have so much epic awesomeness to share. And so for those who are sitting there thinking, like, what was her Instagram again? Where can people find you uh, so that they can go stalk you now and, and stay in touch? Um, yeah, please stay in touch. I'm always open to a, a, a good combo. So it's Rose Oats um, and Oats is spelled with uh, E-O-A-T-E-S underscore on Instagram or just your average rose.com.au. Uh, Oh, Rose, thank you. Thank you so much. Keep thanks for keep, having me. Keep creating impact, changing people's lives, and you know, taking your clothes off because we know that's where the magic happens. Woo! It really does. Thanks so much for having me. I'm honored to be the first one on. And honestly, I'm watching this is the change maker sitting in front of you today, guys. She does not give herself enough credit, I don't think. Oh. So love your hides. I know that you're on the way to big things. If you're not sick of me yet, make sure you jump over to Instagram at underscore Heidi Anderson. I would absolutely love for you to tag me in any of your posts around the confidence challenges that you do, uh, or if you're enjoying the episode and you want to slide on into my DMs at underscore Heidi Anderson, make sure you hashtag champagne confidence. And if you are absolutely loving this podcast and it is changing your life and impacting you in some way, it would mean the absolute world if you can hit subscribe and leave a review uh, over on Apple iTunes. Thank you so much. It just means that more people will be able to hear this episode. And as a teacher and a coach of marketing and PR, this is a great way for me to market and PR this podcast. So thank you so much. That's it from me. I love you lots.